Hello and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, author and playwright, Mark Anthony Rossi. In our fourth year, we continue to explore the meaning of being an artist in an ever-changing digital world. Now, without further ado, here is your host. Hi, folks, and welcome back to Strength to be Human. I'm your host, Mark Anthony Rossi, poet and playwright. This is episode 239, Terms of Mischief and Misdirection. I always love the title of that. Now, I'm not one to tell you what you should say or what words you shouldn't use or not, but I am going to point out whenever I can some new terms and two new words or even some older ones that are simply used in an abusive and just strictly anti-intellectual manner. And it's just annoying and sometimes dangerous to our own communications and, and, and public discourse. And it's funny, I'm doing this show just on the eve of having all this Twitter situation with it, you know, curtailing free speech by telling people what to think and what they should share and then ban them if they don't. And of course, we're also dealing with now this new ministry of disinformation coming out of the, the Department of Homeland Security. Again, the, America continues to, to fight the forces that want you to think one way instead of allowing you to think your own way. And that's what we're supposed to be about, a country of freedom. We still have forces here, unfortunately, some of them in the White House, <laughs> that, that want you to do something different because otherwise it makes them look bad. It's kind of weird that we have the show on uh, during this whole thing going on. It's uh, it's a really weird coincidence, uh, coincidence because I really didn't time it that way. But nevertheless, been writing these things down as they come along, and they just well they annoy the hell out of me, and some of them actually concern me. So in some instances, I'll, I'll, I'll recommend you don't use this as much, and others I just don't use it at all because it's simply like incoherent. It, it's just a way to to cause misdirection and mischief. All right. All right, so let's go to the first two that, that are on the top of this list of just being ridiculous, okay? Surreal. Now, for some reason, this is becoming like the, the word du jour over here of anyone and anything. You know, if someone has something weird happen to them, man, it was surreal. I mean, they're on the TV saying that. They're in the newspaper saying that. Folks, it's an art form, okay? Invented by Salvador Dali. That's what it is, all right? It's mostly imagery about you're looking at something as some, that seems real, but there's a fantasy element to it. It, it. it melds reality and fantasy together. That's what it is. It's an art form, though. It has nothing to do with reality. It has nothing to do with even being used as a word, you know? I don't know why people even use this. It's just like I listen to it and I, I, I want to scream at them or throw something at the TV, okay? You want a real term of using a surreal? All right, how about this, Okay. Your girlfriend comes over my house and hits on me. Then she makes me dinner. Well, hey, that's that's pretty damn surreal. Other than that, there's not a lot of uses for the words in real life over here, okay? It's an autistic term. Leave it in the arts, all right? Don't bring it on out. Next one annoys me even further. Juxtaposition. Now, what does this actually mean? Well, let me tell you something, folks, and I'm not the intellectual type. I'm certainly not the anti-college type. I have a degree, but hey, 
There are times when you can call a word a college word and, and just use all the demeanor that you want against it because it's just ridiculous, okay? It means you put two things together, they're pretty much the opposites. That's what it is. It's really called in, you know, in real life, not this stupid word, a contrast. What, we can't say contrast anymore? We have to sound, we have to say it's juxtaposition and literally pretend like we're intelligent? And that's the problem with that word. It, it, it's, it's usually used by people who are trying to sound more intelligent than they really are. Okay? Or maybe it's just showing they went to school. Big deal. Lots of went to school. Don't mean anything. Listen to Elon Musk. Okay? He's right. He guys talks to plenty of people with PhDs and they're stupid. So it's not really an indication of intelligence, or certainly not an indication of truth. But dumb word, please stop using it. I don't mean stop using it forever because it has a legitimate meaning and it has a legitimate use. Just not that often, okay? It really doesn't, all right? How about you use it? Just around the same time you clean your patio. That's probably like two or three times a year. That's probably about as many times as you want to use juxtaposition. Otherwise, don't use it anymore, all right? Please. Save us all the, the silliness. All right, next. There's some new ones that have come out now that, that they drive me nuts. Okay? Here's my favorite one. It seems like everyone wants to use this. Dude, man, that was a game changer. What the hell is that even supposed to mean? Does everything has to be athletically connected for us to be able to have any communication in our lives? And you wonder why people don't understand each other. You know? I'm so worried about racism. And then you're talking to somebody and they don't even know what the hell you're talking about. And then people worry about, I don't know my neighbor well. I don't know. How about you just talk to him in, in a normal language using normal terms? Okay? If something really is that dramatic, then... You can express it other than using stupid terms like game changer. What does it really mean? Does it really change the game? Think about it, just even from a sports, uh, if you think about it, this is supposed to be sports related, even from a sports angle, what the hell can go on that changes the game? Huh? The guy pulls out a gun instead of his bat and shoots the pitcher? Yeah, I guess that would be a game changer. Changing all that crap right there. Mm-hmm. How about, um, I don't know, the football player he decides to drive his Jeep onto the damn stadium and destroy the AstroTurf. There's a game changer. Otherwise, most of the stuff doesn't make any sense. Game changer. Dumb. Please stop using that thing, like, literally forever, because it, it sounds, like, moronic. It really does. Next. One of my favorite ones over here. I don't use this, by the way. By the way, I don't use any of these stupid terms, by the way. I'm telling you that right now. No-brainer. You'll see this on TV shows. You'll see it on commercials. Yeah, what does no-brainer mean? Does that mean that the decision is so easy, you don't have to actually have a brain? If you break that down, does that make any real sense? Hey, listen, could you mind taking this decision for me? Because I don't need a brain to have it, so therefore it should be so easy for you to be able to do. I don't know. Would you want to have a brain with a decision? I don't know, how about, about a brain about just thinking about these stupid terms? I mean, how they make no sense. A no-brainer. That's lovely. I'm definitely sure there's some people walking around there, especially in Hollywood and in the media these days, that actually have no brain. But Mark, I have a journalist degree. I know, but you have no brain. Because nothing that you're saying makes any damn sense. That right there, stupid term. 
I don't even think you should ever use it. Forget about the patio rule three times a year. I like no times a year, okay? All right, next. Perfect storm. Now, God bless that this term came from a writer. He wrote the book. That's the name of the um, the novel he wrote. It's supposed to be based on a true story about how all these different waves in the ocean came together in the perfect storm and killed all these people on boats. Problem with that whole thing is, how does it make sense when people try to use it? Well, all these events came together and now it's just horrible. I don't know. Let's try not to celebrate destruction and death, okay? That would be nice. Alright? We already got the Russians doing that over in Ukraine. We don't need to be doing that in our regular lives over here. The perfect storm. And is it really the perfect storm? That happened to be a perfect storm. But is, every time that we use this phrase, is it really a perfect storm? Hmm? Or are we just trying to reach for a phrase because, God forbid, we, 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 uh, we don't want to use our brains very much. God forbid, uh, we're using the perfect storm because it's a no-brainer. See how you can put this stuff together? You can make a whole sentence of, of incoherent nonsense just by these stupid terms. Man, that was such a game-changer. It was a no-brainer. And man, it was a perfect storm. Shut the hell up with that stuff, please. That's just, it's ridiculous. All right. Another athletic term over here. Forget about that, hey, I challenge you to uh, a duel, or I, I protest your decision. No, they have to say, game on. Suddenly the game is on. I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to actually mean. Game on. Really? Have you, have you watched football at all? I mean, it's, it's a three-hour event that actually lasts about, I don't know, 35 minutes. Because everything is break this and break that, that commercial this and that. That game on? Huh? Did I gotta take many times off of the game? How about baseball? You ever watch a baseball game? You fall asleep in the, in, in the seat with, with popcorn and, and, and warm beer. It takes them not long to do anything. I mean, it, it's gotta be, I know people love this thing, but that's pretty damn boring. I don't know, maybe they mean me hockey. At least it is a pretty non-stop sport. But again, another dumb, dumb term that don't make a whole lot of sense. Game on. How about this, you know, I challenge you. I question you. Maybe I'm going to fight you. That's a hell of a lot more interesting and, and, and exact than game on. Unless you're going to hit somebody with a baseball bat. And then may, I might be okay with that. All right. Now, this is one of those corporate sleaze, skis, ease type terms that are used. They're pretty much by people who have no guts. They'll, they'll fire a bunch of people, but they won't call it... I sent them to the unemployment line. I stopped their children from eating. I screwed up their mortgage. Hmm? I caused them nearly to commit suicide. No, that, that's too hard to say after you made a horrible decision. We'll call it right size. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or resize. Can you believe that? You, you think that'd be something out of a, you know, um, one of those franchise uh, stores with 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 the women's clothes? Let's resize this thing. You know? No, right size. Pretty much, I have the right size of my company now because I just laid off 10,000 people. How charming. How lovely. One of the things we have to realize as, as writers or people that uh, enjoy the arts and, and literature is that as illuminating as words can be and as exciting a sentence can be and how a book can really possibly give you some new inner light or new some new insight or even just... 
a, a way to be able to see something you didn't see before. I mean, words can also be used to to damage people, to hide things, to misdirect, and, and cause mischief. I mean, any other given day, you could listen to the to the uh, the press secretary of the uh, of the president, and and you'll hear that all the time. You know, never never a straight answer. It's just always some roundabout thing. Or I'll get back to you. Well, we'll, we'll carry that around. Yeah, lovely. So that term definitely, I think, should be gone. I don't I don't care if you're a girl or a boy. If you got the balls to lay people off when you didn't have to do that, then have the balls and the guts to be able to say it directly what you've done. Otherwise, don't do it. Don't be a corporate weasel and wonder why people don't like corporate all the time. Well, this could be one of the damn reasons why. All right. One of the really numerous phrases that we've been hearing a lot. And we're going to break it down. Triggered. Now, for a moment there, and the, we're past the moment now, but from a moment in the brief past, it was used as sort of like a mental hurt, uh, mental hurt term. You know, like uh, this event has caused him to be triggered in a negative way, and maybe he can slip back into post-stress, you know, um, syndrome, or uh, or maybe he can go back into some kind of psychosis or some kind of a mental relapse or some something like that. That used to be what they used to call it. I never liked it anyway, and I know something about mental health. I mean, I, I, again, I think it's a, a misnomer, and I think it's, in many ways, a, a violent type of term. But they say, well, it's because it's pulling the trigger, so it's supposed to be violent. No, it doesn't have to be violent to express this. Now, more lately, this term has been used by people, ironically, in a political sense, and um, I, I can't help but laugh buckets of tears when folks use this word triggered and they're also usually the same people politically that want to ban guns. You know? To me, none of this makes any sense. If you don't like guns, don't have a gun on a TV show or a movie. Get away from the guns because you said you hate them so much. I want to ban them from society, but I want to keep promoting them on the film because that's what I get my big mansion money from. No, it doesn't work that way. Get away from it then if that's your situation. Same thing when somebody's saying the word triggered. I was triggered by that. Really? If you don't like guns, don't use the damn word then. It makes no sense. Hmm? What's next? You're gonna send your, you're gonna send your son to college and, you know, he ran that track like a bullet, Mark, you know? Like a bullet. But I hate guns. So you see how this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's something, I, I feel, a spiritual hypocrisy about it. It really is. Don't use the damn term. It's too violent anyway. Okay? And second of all, you, you sound like a, a political moron. Now, in the same vein, this is like a brand new word. Okay? This is literally a brand new phrase. Ghost guns. I love this one. Apparently... We need to ban these things because people can get a kit and put together a gun. Never mind that they can actually program how to make a gun on a 3D machine and make the gun and then shoot it at you, made out of plastic. Let's not ban that stuff, okay? You know, things that can actually manufacture a gun. Now, let's just ban the kit that has all the parts for that because this is what you do. When you want to fool the public into thinking that you're actually doing something about crime. 
you know, because most of the murderers, you know, especially the ones I know, all right, uh, that's what they do. You know, I want to kill this girl, but um, I don't want to buy the gun from the guy in the park. I don't want to steal the gun from the one that's in the glove compartment of that pickup truck. No, I'm going to order the gun kit so that I can ghost gun my way to murder. See, because once we ban that, there you go, right there. I mean, murder and crime and everything, it goes right down. Yeah. So, uh, I, I just a completely dumb term. That doesn't mean a lot for anything. There is no such thing as a ghost gun, okay? There's just a gun. And you can use it wisely, or you can use it in a, in a criminal manner. And guess what? No matter how many laws you have, because, you know, places like California and places like Chicago, they have the strictest gun control laws in the country, and, and I, even, even in the world, and there's still thousands of people that die every year over there from guns. There's not a weekend that goes by that they're not shooting three, four, five dozen people. But they have all these guns uh, laws, so apparently it doesn't make any difference. And guess what? None of the killers over there in Chicago or Los Angeles, they're not killing anybody with the gun kits, okay? They just get it the old-fashioned way, buying it from the dude in the park. He also will sell you pot as well, okay? Yeah. So as you can see here, folks, even though I'm trying to make some fun light out of it sometimes, because you have to, because it's just so idiotic. It really is. you got to be able to see that when people make up these words, they're doing it because they, they have an agenda. And their agenda is simply to cast your direction someplace else. What the magicians used to call sleight of hand, it's the same thing. It's just another way to, to, to cause you to, to re rethink something or, or to not think something at all. I mean, if you think about it, terms like a ghost gun, it's actually a way to shut off your brain. It might even be a no-brainer. Maybe that could be the good way to use no-brainer for something legitimate. Ghost gun, that's a no-brainer, man, because it has no brain to it at all. It makes no sense. But that's what that word and that's what that phrase does, ghost gun. It just makes you think something that has no apparent effect to why you're doing it in the first place. Now, if you want to come out and say, which of course they didn't, because that would be, God forbid, too honest. I want to ban ghost guns because I'd rather people buy a regular gun that's put together and therefore go through the FBI uh, background check. Great. But you won't have no political weight on that, no political effect from that, because you're trying to link it to reducing crime and making gun violence less out there. But of course, that's all a lie. But that's the only way you'd be able to use that term. If it's even a useful term at all. Because again, you could say guns that are made from kits. I don't know. what we, We're not allowed to use more than two words here? No, no. i got to say ghost gun. Well, it, it sounds marketing. It sounds clever and hip. But it's a lie. And you got to realize uh, something, folks. More times than not, when you see things that are really short, like a bumper sticker or somebody giving you some Chinese fortune cookie wisdom, it, it's all crap. It's just simple. Something simple. Just to, to throw your mind off or something. And you wind up thinking about it and like, ah, oh yeah. It really has become dangerous. It's ideas like this and terms like this that wear down, I feel, our democracy. Because if you start ruining people's interpretation of things, if you start destroying their definitions, if you start crapping on their communications, 
what kind of democracy can you actually have when people are not communicating in any kind of healthy, accurate fashion? It's always some loaded, stupid term that doesn't mean anything. Remember, they used to, uh, I know they're still saying that now, but, you know, they used to have people that, um, instead of saying, um, I'm against abortion, they got to use the term pro-life. What the hell does that really mean? It doesn't mean a whole lot. It really doesn't. You think about it. Why is a person supposedly pro-life against abortion, but they're okay on just electrocuting people and having gun squads uh, for capital punishment? Wouldn't you think that they would be morally consistent to say, you know, I'm pro-life, so I don't believe that we should kill people we've convicted of murder. And I don't believe we should kill babies that are not born. And I don't believe we should kill grasshoppers and, and crickets and, you know, and bacteria with my uh, Dawn active antibacterial uh, detergent. All right. No moral consistency there. Again, another term that doesn't mean a whole lot of anything because if you look at it a little bit deeper, you get crap, you know. It's like looking at somebody's house and it appears clean and then you pull the rug over and there's all the garbage there. They just literally shoved it under the rug. That's literally what that means, folks. There's a term that actually is accurate. Shoving it under the rug. Because that's where you find people who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing because they're trying to give you an impression that's not correct. It's false. It's counterfeit. And that's what a lot of these terms are. That's why I talk about it. I usually have an episode like this. I don't know, once every uh, podcast year. I think this is the third episode I did um, out of the, the fourth years now. So I, I guess I missed a year where I try to talk about this. Some of the newer ones and, and, and why uh, they can be, uh, I, I feel, detrimental uh, to democracy. I, I really do. Because it doesn't help us if we don't understand each other. And guess what? When we don't understand each other and we put more distance between each other, that allows the next person to come in and divide us further by saying more dumb things. So we don't get anywhere. You would think, well, we have a private company that can shoot rockets into space every day and land the thing so they can reuse it again, that we would actually be beyond racism. We'd be beyond some of these dumb issues that we have. Beyond... Some of the political nonsense that we think a government somehow, I don't care what government is, is supposed to somehow solve every one of our problems. Which can never happen, folks, because you don't have to be political to understand the basic logic, okay? This is the basic logic of life. If somebody is giving you something on a regular basis and that's where you count on to get your stuff from, when they stop doing it, you don't have it anymore. So it's no different than it's a person or a government. You start grabbing all these things, eventually they're going to cut those back or stop it. And now, what do they have? They have control over you. We've been, I don't know, I think, I know I have at least been 10 years preaching to Europe with articles and, and friends I know of and everything. Please stop building pipelines to Russia. Are you crazy? That's why we have a NATO in the first place. Why do you think? Because they're not supposedly communists that they're not any more dangerous. Putin has always been a, a, a psychopath murderer. It, it's, he's been murdering people for years in any country he wants. He literally uses nuclear poison on some of his assassinations. Just to let you know that it was him. Lovely guy. Yeah, let's buy gas from him. So one day when he gets mad, he's just going to stop our gas. In the winter time, so we all freeze to death. This has always been a dumb idea. So you have to wonder what politician, 
Merkel and any of those other people were paid off for this because I don't understand how they could not clearly see this was not in their national security. This was dangerous to do. And now we've got a war over here where we clearly see that. I don't like the way Poland is speaking about me. I'm going to stop their gas. Bulgaria is pissing me off. I'm going to stop their gas. And that's what happens. That is what happens when you rely on things too much. It's what's called a monopoly in the capitalism world. It's never a good thing because a monopoly controls you, controls the price, and therefore you're going to get the worst service at the worst price. you got to diversify if you're going to have any real freedom. Well, it's the same way with the language. It's the same way with thought. If you're going to try to stop everybody from thinking one way, well, guess what? You're harming democracy. That's how Twitter's been for years. I had to jump off a, a LinkedIn. I told them to go screw themselves because I'm tired of listening to them complaining. You make a comment, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. That's not proven. It's, get the hell out of here. That's just complete nonsense. Meanwhile, they're letting crazy people on that say whatever they want. But if you challenge that, you're a bad guy. This is where it's become dangerous. This is where, in the end, social media is going gonna, is gonna to ruin itself to where people are not going to take it too much seriously anymore. Because if you limit people's speech, you're going to limit their thought, and therefore you're harming society. And I don't care what, the, what former President Obama says. I'm not even surprised, though, that he says it, because he's of that. He's definitely of that ilk, where um, I, I like to control thought, because otherwise you won't agree with me. He says that uh, freedom of speech doesn't apply to corporations, only to individuals. What he doesn't mention to you is... If the government is in bed with the corporation and they're pressing the corporation to do this, therefore they are there in their own way is restricting free speech. They're just calling it the, the corporation and they're calling it the government. But it's really the same thing in the end because they allow it. That's really what's happening. That's what's been happening for a number of years right now. And until something's done about it on, on a more broader basis, it, it, basically the, the law has to be changed in Congress. So where they can stop that nonsense. And if you're going to mess with content, then you're a content provider and you could be sued. You could be sued for a falsehood. You could be sued for, you know, um, libel. And, and, and once that happens, you, you, you'll, you'll notice they won't be changing things anymore. you notice they won't be having truth centers out there who don't even research anything. They, just because they politically don't like your ideas, they're going to ban you. That's eventually going to stop because... It's extremely harmful. It's harmful for the environment. It's harmful for our politics, which already has enough negative stuff in it. Let's add some more. The scary thing here, folks, is not that our government or other governments have become some Orwellian, and, you know, they have some of that streak now and then. But that's not really the scariest thing because no one's gone that far yet. In, in Western democratic societies. The scary thing is is that Orwell and even Huxley never saw that corporations could have more of a detrimental impact in society and in people's lives and even the way they say things and think things than government can. They just never thought that that would be possible. They always felt that the most power in a society was going to come from government and maybe church next. But now reality is different. Corporations have some of the most powerful things to say. And government is next and then church is literally last on that list. We've seen it now with what they're doing with Disney. And thank God they are. 
that you're going to let a, a corporation try to run your government, try to have its own government and say its own things and do whatever it wants and think that's going to be okay. When it harms, when it harms society, and when you say something about it, then they want to strike back. Well, I'm glad they pulled that, that special status away from them. They need to find anything else out there from companies and pull that as well. It's just, it's really unacceptable. They should not have any special status at all. Maybe you're going to give some tax breaks to companies right now because of the way they hire or possibly even the way they spend money on development. I know they do that with pharmaceuticals and etc. That's all fine. But not running your own government, not running your own district, it, it makes no sense. They have their own police department. They have their own fire department. How, how lovely. No. You've got to share with everybody else, folks. So I'm glad they did that, and it's important that they did that because that's when literally companies and corporations have gone too far where we have to start learning to rein them in because they are, they are affecting or they're trying to affect our free speech with the social media. They're trying to affect the way we think and we educate our children like Disney. It's like stick to Mickey Mouse and shut up on how I raise my children. That is not your business. And if you thought that was your business, look what this happened to you. And there's probably more to come. Sooner or later, they're going to stop on the high horse and they're going to retreat. When they realize the money they're going to lose and, and, and the people are going to be upset with that kind of nonsense. But this is how big companies have become. That dangerous. And then they can use their, their wealth to, to, to you. I mean, think about it. Amazon owns the Washington Post. Every time this guy gets upset with somebody, he just orders some journalist to go write some story on his enemies. How wonderful. That's how dangerous it's become. That's how powerful corporations have become. So we definitely need to do a whole lot more than just try to boycott their products. Although that does work sometimes. We've seen it time and time again with Netflix. I cannot tell you how many times I've sent an email processing to them. Listen, your content is starting to suck. But you keep raising my rates like twice a year. Are you crazy? How long do you think I'm going to keep putting up with this crap? And right now, the bottom is falling on that company. They're laying off thousands of people. They've lost millions and millions of dollars. Like Two million people already dropped from them. And it's more than just... Well, there's a lot of streaming out there, Mark, so it's no longer just Netflix anymore, and they have a lot of competition. Oh, yeah, that, that's a small part of it, but that's not all a part of it. The part of it is the programming sucks. It really uh, that really does now. And who? I, I swear to God, I, I, I can possibly remember at least five rate hikes in just three years. And the funny thing is, is they just don't raise the hike, and that's it. They actually give an explanation. Uh, we're doing this because we're putting the money back into programming. Really? What programming? Overpriced garbage? No. That's not happening. So, bye-bye. And a lot of them are going to do the same thing one way or the other. They're going to either provide useful programming or people are just going to keep dropping streamings left and right so you, you won't even see that many around anymore. You know, I read that there's some companies thinking about just going straight to television. Again, old-fashioned television and just throwing it on NBC or ABC or CBS. Spend the money that way, put some ads out there, make sure some other people are putting some ads out there and just do it that way. Make it an event and go with that. That's cheaper and more people are more likely to watch it anyway because it's free, so-called free TV and that's that. You might literally see the, more of that kind of program get returns because streaming, of course, is getting completely out of hand.
but we control this, folks. And you can see already when two people, two million people drop out of your, out of your uh, financial system at fourteen dollars a head. Okay, for twelve times that, that's that's the, <laughs> that's an enormous amount of money. It really is. It's like I think it's like a like a quarter of a billion dollars like gone, <laughs> in a, in a heartbeat. So think about it. It's not just a light subject or just something fun to talk about. How we speak to others. And maybe even important, how we let people speak to us. It really sets the tone on our understanding, our mood of the, uh, of the day. How things really progress and not progress in, in, in the world. Stop people sometimes. You have to. It's like, jeez. How many times are you going to say these stupid things? Can you just clarify something? Is that that difficult to do? Everything has to be some short little packed word. Or it all has to be a bunch of initials. You know? DHS, FBI, CIA, you know? ACULU. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bunch of initials and a bunch of acronyms and a bunch of these, these, these idiotic words. We, we can't speak anymore. And the funny thing is, it's usually said by the people who are supposedly the most educated in society. You know, I have a, I have a master's and I don't give a crap, but um, I'm just going to talk to you in a whole bunch of short terms that mean no damn sense at all. But I have a master's, okay? Yeah, okay. Whatever you're mastering is certainly not uh, communication or English. That's for sure. Alright, folks, I hope you enjoyed that and I hope it gave you some food for thought about making sure that you do your best to worry more about the words that are used and the communication that, that, that's being fostered upon us. I got a lot of people out there that they get fanatical by grammar, but then they let all these people use these dumb terms. The dumb terms are more dangerous, I think, than in grammar, okay? So try to keep that in mind. All right, folks, until next time, that was Strength to Be Human, Terms of Mischief and Misdirection, episode 239. This is your host, Mark Anthony Rossi. God bless. We got some other shows coming up. I'm going to be doing my next show. It's going to be, and it'll, it'll be in May. It's going to be, Is Sleep Life? We're going to talk about that. Is it life? Because you're no longer doing anything? I mean, sure, you're breathing. But is just breathing life? Or is that surviving? So those are some of the things we're going to talk about. It's going to be a pretty deep show. We're going to do that through MindSpeak, all right? And then the one after that is going to be, uh, I'm going to go to a classic spotlight. I'm going to talk about thoughts on Battlestar Galactica. It's going to be a fun episode. The old, the old ones and the new ones. And there's some interesting things in that show about, about religion, about free speech, about artificial intelligence, about technology, you know, running amok. There's a lot of important themes in that show that, that really, uh, I, I thought, uh, was, uh, was ahead of its time in many ways. So we'll talk about that and it'll be a lot of fun. Alright, folks, until next time, small cantuosity, strength to be human. Good night. Thank you for listening. Follow the show and support our efforts by visiting our sponsors at www.strengthtobehuman.com or purchasing an ebook at www.somapublishing.com.